first episode since the spooky sode and the reflections on the spooky sode and then the Patreon bonus sode. So we haven't knocked out one of these in a while. I know. It was weird, like, getting back into the routine of, like, doing notes. I think the first thing that we should address before we talk about anything else. You know what you guys are listening to right now? You're listening to... Outstanding Outstanding. Of the year. Of the year. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, I was... <laughs> oh, I'm going to hyperventilate. <laughs> I'm going to go into hysterics. Um, when I was doing yard work and I opened my phone and saw a knife emoji and then I opened it further and saw an evil eye emoji and then saw that you were Uh trying to get a hold of me I knew something was up (laughs) I very legitimately did not um did not expect it however we did and um we're floored as you can hear we don't really agree with your decision (laughs) But thank you. Thank you so, 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 so much to everybody who voted. And, you know, it, it was like, I mean, it was an honor to be nominated. And especially alongside the other podcasts that we were log- alongside, dude. We yeah, truly. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to the, uh, what was it? At Lily Willen, except it's not Lily Willen. You say Llewellyn. Llewellyn Books, um, Wiser Books, Mystic Arts, Ed, and Mr. Devin Hunter uh, for all of that. So, yay. We, we, we're winners. <laughs> I told me, I was like, from now on, we can slap that on whatever we do. Mm-hmm. We can just be like, award-winning podcast. Yeah, like anytime we're quoted in anything, have them sign it as our, our source is like Ma- said Macy Frazier, co-host of Outstanding Podcast of the Podcast. Year 2020. Yeah. And even if it's like 14 years down the line, we'll make 2020 <laughs> really small next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a question for you. I, I'm still I'm still reeling over this and I just have to get it out. Charlie, what are your thoughts on the number 251? Why? <laughs> what am I? Why? I, okay, so I'm super excited that I get to see you on Thursday. And I did the math, and this Thursday will be 251 days since we have seen <gasps> each other in the flesh. No. Yeah. We haven't seen each other for longer than more episodes we have in this podcast. Yeah. We should get like commemorative necklaces that say 251. Oh they my match. God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm here for it though. Listen. Oh my God. No. Who can we? Let's. Okay. If we can commission you for a pair Kim! of. Kim. 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 <laughs> Help us, Mama Kim. Like she does such live up to that Mama Kim like reputation. I feel right now that she's feeling like a disturbance in the force because we just called out for her. I feel like she just kind of wherever she is in the world at right now, she just kind of pulled her head up and was like, they need me. They need me. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah, that's an exciting bit of news, guys. We're going to, by the time you guys hear this, which will be on Wednesday, we'll see each other tomorrow on Thursday. For the first time in apparently 251 days. 251 days, we are signing our prints. Those have been picked up from the uh, local little print shop. Thursday. We're being all kinds of safe. We're doing it outside. Yada, yada. But, dude, I am buzzing with excitement. It's all I've thought about all day. Like, it it really is all I've thought about all day long. I'm so excited. It makes me truly happy. I'm I'm like putting together little like I'm just like oh, I could oh I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her some peachos because that used to be the thing that I would do peachos you know I don't think I've had them since uh, <gasps> in 251 here. days I, I really don't think so it was just like that was it's you know you don't fuck with tradition and I haven't <laughs> <laughs> wow what are we talking about today 
I'm, I have a rune. I'm talking to you about a rune. That's right. A rune. Yes. I'm talking to you about menas today, not mayonnaise. Pa- Fuck off. <laughs> and, but dude, what if we did just come out with an episode on mayonnaise? <laughs> what do you think? I mean... That's like it, that's like 200 more episodes from now, you know? Oh, when we've run out really, of really... all topics and we're just like yes. trying to figure out anything to do to stay relevant. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. Mayonnaise. <laughs> just pick something out of a fridge. Magical properties of, of, of horseradish. <laughs> yeah, that'll be us. Let's look forward to that. Yeah. Y'all look forward to that. Award-winning podcast. <laughs> Outstanding podcast of 2020. <laughs> Manaz, it looks like the M, but where the tops crisscross and also make an X. Manaz, Manaz, Manaz. Manaz. I, I say Manaz, like English, like Manaz. Miracle whip. Oh, like manners, but with Yeah, but like if you're nice and, and, and English, Manaz. Anyway. <laughs> okay, fucking Aragorn when he's doing his English accent. What is it? They have no other master. You cannot wield it. <laughs> okay. The uh, same fear that will take the heart of me. <laughs> the heart of me. <laughs> I, that, I want that as my ringtone. You have no idea. That's going to happen. <sighs> All right. I'm talking about the dark half of the year, just sort of in general, what it represents. And uh, what you can do right now to really take advantage of it, whether you're on the side that loves this part of time, this part of time, <laughs> award-winning podcast, loves this time of year, or if you are really beginning to a struggle, what you can do about it. And I've also cooked up a little spell jar for you. Fun. Cute. I love jar spells. That's my go-to <sighs> for a while. I know. I haven't done one in a while. I think about them all the time. Does that count? (laughs) In other dimensions, you've done them. Oh, slick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've had such a break in our normal routine. I don't know who uh, is to go first. So shall we flip a snack? The only thing I got, I've got like some banana chips here to my left. (laughs) This side has 28 seeds, and this side has 36 <laughs> seeds. Listen, Macy, I don't know what kind of fucking GMO bananas you're getting that have that many seeds. <laughs> don't they have a shit pile when it's all dried? You can notice them more? I mean, I see like four. <laughs> oh, I haven't had banana chips in a while. <laughs> Do you want the lighter side with the sticker or the lighter side with the lemons mm-hmm. on it? I'll take the lemons. The light right. gives you lemons. Hold on. I just had this irrational fear that when it hits the ground, it's going to explode. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Did it? No. I got it. I won. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we Rochambeaued and you won and you just fuck went, you. fuck you. Every human, uh, regardless of religion, path to enlightenment, uh, whatever it may be, has the ability to reach this state of, of unity with the universe, kind of like this sense of enlightenment, of connection. It's not necessarily religious specific, as we know, you know, I mean, you have some people who, you know, I've never been particularly religious in the sense, but I assume what religious people feel who are convicted, they feel the same intense feelings I feel, you know, so it's not religion specific necessarily. And so in Norse beliefs, this can come from the link that is genetic, uh, not just kind of in, in belief system. So they were descended from the, the gods, you know, and so they had this genetic ability to connect like that, connect to the universe that's in their, literally in their blood. Manas comes into play in this, in this process. Mimir's well uh, is kind of the Norse equivalent to the Sanskrit Akashic records. And, you know, so there's just this, ah. 
answers and information to some of the deepest mysteries, things like that, which I, I've not even like dipped a toe into Akashic Records. They fascinate me to no end, but I feel like I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, it'll be like in the crystal skull when you just get too much information and your eyes sort of pop out of your head. Yeah, just kind of like melt away. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel yeah. about it. Um, to tie that together, Manas is, is tied to Mimir's well. So it, it has that very higher thought connection, universal type information and experiences. It really focuses heavily on matters of the mind, whether they be pragmatic or whether they be intuitive or psychic. As animals, we don't have that many useful gifts for wild living. Uh, we don't really <laughs> have the teeth. We don't really have claws or the immense strength, anything like that. We're just kind of like skin We're sack. squishy. Yeah, with no claws or teeth or really any great strength, but we're smart. That's kind of our... Wait, us? Yeah, I know, right? I felt embarrassed writing it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, But that's kind of our gift as a, a species is the intelligence that we quote unquote have. Um, so big brain. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so manas is the rune of the highest self in regards to the elements of human nature, which for us, our nature is very mental, you know, like we are a problem solving species, things like that. And so tapping into that natural state of using your mind in a practical, but also a spiritual way, that more primal mental state to where back in the day, people used to very easily and commonly live with both. They practically survived every day, but had immensely deep, deep spiritual experiences with open minds. And that's kind of the, the thing here is open mind. And it really ties into that, this kind of celestial connection, but also taking care of yourself. It's, it's that kind of broad of a range. So Manas fosters intellect, uh, both for human matters and higher thought, contemplation, wisdom, wits, uh, intelligence. And so it, it's kind of going, it's that genetic connection with, you know, all humans as well as our, you know, the descended gods, you know, in Norse belief. Uh, so the Vitki, or uh, the wise one, rune worker, sorcerer thing, you know, that was the title at the time, is very tied to Manaz, uh, as it represents the Vitki themselves. So this is a really interesting element about Manaz. It is very individualistic. So you have a lot of runes that, uh, you know, are kind of with partnerships or man or community or, you know, or uh, that's like a lot of runes. You have other runes that, you know, mean different things and whatnot, but not that many really intently focus on you quite like Manaz does. So when Manaz hmm. appears in a reading, it means that the rune energies, all the, the whole kind of reading itself, the energies in it, what they're telling is very targeted at you. It's talking to you specifically. So it, it, it's kind of saying like, all right, draw it in. Like this is your message. This is a direct communication. So in a way, it it's kind of a self-centered rune, but in a very productive nature. So in order for, you know, I think we've talked about it before, like in order for you to truly help others in a meaningful way that is long lasting for both parties, you have to take care of yourself first. I mean, it's kind of like the yeah. thing to where like, you can't fill somebody else's cup when yours is empty. And yeah. so that's a big focus on Manaz is that it's like, okay, like I get it, but you have to build your foundation first. You have to build up spiritually and mentally and focus on your strength and whatnot and all of those things to kind of build yourself up as a um, more of a pillar because it does take a lot to give even if you are doing it willingly and it's something that you like to do it takes a lot and if you are doing that you know perhaps just without replenishing yourself very much, whether it be spiritually or just in contemplation, things like that. It's so easy to fall out of the habit to where you're in a rut of just existing. Uh, that can take a toll on you. 
And I mean, I, that's kind of what I've just come out of for the past several months is falling into that rut of just Mm. existing. And I have, I feel like lost that higher thought connection, you know, which does, I pull a lot from, I pull a lot of energy from it. I pull a lot of interpretation and outlook and things like that from it. And when you don't have that, it really does just kind of, I don't know. I feel like I lose part of my battery uh, for at least me specifically. So that's a really good way to, to describe it. Yeah. Is it that way for you too? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's just like you're powered on, you're still moving, you're still doing what you need to do, but you're just sort of meeting the bare minimum. There's no extra energy. Yeah. There's no extra for anything else besides just like, okay, what do I got to do to put my head down and get through the day? Exactly. And so if it shows up in a reading or if you were particularly called to Manas, it's time to focus on you, to focus on others, if that makes sense. Like if you want to, you know, take care of others, if you want to do these great things, you know, you need to focus on you, you need to heal yourself, you need to balance yourself, connect in a higher way to the universe, get the full spectrum of ability. And Mm -hmm. this this applies kind of both to mundane and spiritual matters, uh, as well as matters, and I wanted to touch on this, matters of codependency. Or I guess I shouldn't say codependency. It's more just hyperdependency. So sometimes it, it gets easy to put all of yourself into someone else so you don't have to look into your own self. Ooh, yeah. You know, and that's something that's, you know, a, a rut that can be fallen in, uh, something that can be sustained for a long time until you address things. Uh, and I think that Manaz could be good for that, you know, meditating on the energy of Manaz, having these meditative experiences, trying to connect in, in higher ways and self-reflection and self-reflection is probably the most important thing you can possibly do. And it sucks. And it's shadow work, essentially. To me, when Manaz shows up, it, 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 varying, so it varies on the degree of the reading, but I feel like there's always just a little tail end up and you should probably just do like a little bit of shadow work. Like, I just feel like <laughs> it's attached in there because so often than not, that's the anchor, you know? So mm-hmm. many things that hold you back and anchor you down can be really <laughs> looked at by that. So it's just a given to me. Everything that you do comes from you. Uh, it, it's it's an undeniable side effect of living. Uh, every it, That's just how things happen. And Manaz encourages that your output and work go towards the betterment of you uh, and your mind. You must do that in order to truly help others and truly in order to be a better version of yourself, a more capable, connected version of yourself. And putting that time in and taking that, you know, as it, it, it said, like controlled selfishness taking that time and putting mm. in the effort uh, to to focus on that and maintain those connections. Because it's not like when you fucking open your, your crown chakra, it never shuts again. It's work to keep, it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's constant upkeep, you know, and maybe less so for people who are perhaps more active in their higher chakras than their lower chakras or whatever, but it takes work. You know, it's not just like an achievement. That's a lifetime thing. And it, you know, working with it or when it shows up in readings or when it calls out to you, that's kind of what it's talking about. Like, Oh, you know, like we share this ability, all of us humans to have this higher cosmic connection focus on that. Like, don't forget that. That's part of the human condition. That's part of who you are. I was really, you know, and maybe do a little shadow work and maybe do a little shadow work, you know, can't hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I got called. I I mean, one, I'm having this big spiritual awakening and I honestly feel like I have exercised myself from an attachment entity that was stuck to me for several months. Uh, I'm feeling infinitely better. It's honestly remarkable how I feel like myself again in its insanity after I chased whatever that thing was that sliced my hand open out of my house. Everything has been great. 
After I got the demon out, everything was yeah, fine. Truly, honestly, the thing that was making my lights flicker and exploded my gift to the Fae. Yeah, it, I, it's who knew that life would be better now that that's out of my house. Um, huh. However, I, I was called to, to use my runes today and I haven't used them <gasps> in so long. I don't even really want to admit yeah. how long. Uh, more than 251 days, probably, honestly. <laughs> I'm um, so glad we have this, uh, measurement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just, and it was like, it's how I've described it before. It's a head turn moment. Like I was just in my kitchen and it was just like, boom. Mm. Okay. Mm. Let me put you all together. Cause you're in separate fucking parts of the house. And so I put them all together and I cleansed everybody. And I purified them with Jordan's purification oil. I was like, they've been sitting there for a while. Let's give them some, a bath. And so I smoke cleansed them with some juniper and all that jazz and had an excellent reading. I mean, an excellent oh. reading. And who would have thunk it, but right there, smack dab in the fucking middle was Manaz. I was just like, okay, well. But anyway, that's all I have on Manaz. It's it's a pretty straightforward rune. Uh, some of them are a bit more convoluted, I guess, or broad in their meaning. And Manaz is pretty, pretty set. It's like, look, we share a connection with all humans. It's a connection of higher thought. You have this ability of higher thought. Use it. Connect to the universe. But also just take care of yourself. Like Use that's better work. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. It's like, that's, I love that about it too. And, and I like it because it's also a very recognizable shape. It's one of the more recognizable mm -hmm. runes. And I like that it goes with its very direct meaning as well. Like, it, it's just like, okay. Is this one that you would uh, perhaps read in reverse or is it sort of up to the practitioner whether or not they read reverse? Uh, you could technically or read it in reverse, or yeah, if it's inverted. Uh, it so you know it's not like Yira to where no matter really how you turn it, it just kind of keeps flipping. Uh, some practitioners don't like to do reverse. I do, yeah, uh, just because I think it it gives a little bit more uh, clarification Contact. to the situation. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And so I, I personally do like to, to use inverse, but it just, it, I think it depends, but it, yeah. um, what would be your, your general reading for like an inverse manas? Uh, perhaps like I, and it, it always is different to like, I'm a pretty intuitive reader. Like I, I follow the, uh, I follow the meanings of the runes, but they're, kind of flexible in a way in regards to it, it just depends like I could have a rune that might mean this and a little bit this but if the energy I'm getting from the person is like oh it's like this thing that it's not really so focused on but has a minor thing that's what it you know it's just kind of mm. yeah but um if it was inverse to me and for instance say it was like in the past section I like to do past present future what to do what to or like and then what happens if you don't you know, perhaps they're coming. I mean, it would almost be something that I would consider would have been in my reading today that would have made sense. You know, if you see this inverse manaz, it means that you've not really been focusing on yourself at all. You've completely disconnected, you know, things like that. And I think it could maybe speak to that because it, and it's kind of tricky because sometimes manaz can show up like today it was in my present. And I liked that because I, I've spent the past couple, you know, at least the past week really focusing on reconnecting and meditating. And I liked that it showed up upright in my presence. And it almost felt like a, a, a like a um, affirmation, I guess, a little bit that it mm. was there. Mm -hmm. I love the rune episodes. I really do. They are so very interesting. It's kind of cool to pack so much meaning into just a little symbol. That's and what I like I still... about them. The runes, especially the Elder Futhark, if you use the weird, it's 25. If you don't, it's 24. That's essentially all of the meaning of the universe divided into 24 or 25 symbols. So you get a lot of intuition there. You know, like it leaves a lot of room for interpretation and feeling and, and sensing the runes. And that's what I love so much about it. My, my future part of the reading said like... Uh, Okay, like if you, you know, you are performing the way that you are in your present, and if you main, 
maintain that by keeping up with the things that the present told me to do, I would reach this sense of uh, kind of more of a connected state, you know, back humming again, productive, very prosperous, both spiritually and like just mundanely. It's just like, all right, you're going to get your shit back together. And also I got the weird there, which I really liked. And it was just kind of like letting go because the past several months, all I've done is just fight and try to worry about everything. What can I do about this? You know, cause it's just been a very stressful time, but usually I'm kind of easy going. And for the most part, I'll just let things happen. And it was nice to see in the future, almost that element of just like, eh, whatever is going to fucking happen will happen was back. And I was like, all right, I like you. <laughs> Uh, my stagnant section of the reading, if I do nothing, I got essentially the other rune of fate, which is Partho or the dice cup. And it was just like a much more um, chaotic fate because it's like, you know, you have this sense of chance and gambling and it's a game, you know? And so like the top one was like the spiritual enlightenment and an okayness with the flowing of fate. And then the bottom one was just like, Rado, which is just like traveling, journey, spinning your wheels, and then flicking a fucking dice roll. It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I fucking love that chaotic energy. <laughs> this one was good. I think a lot of people kind of need this one right now. And especially if there's anybody out there who needs to exercise demons from their home. Yeah. And of course, we forgot to dedicate this episode of the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour award-winning podcast <laughs> to Emily T. Emily T. Thank you. Emily T. Emily T. Cute. And I know you love that song. No, I'm thinking, what's the song that is just like, the- oh, there she goes. I always get those confused. I do have a soft spot for that song. It's a pool song. A pool song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? What's that? Yeah, I mean, in there's that an, you remember it being played a lot or it's just got an energy to it? No, I remember. There's, so there's a few years of time, probably like in the late 90s to the early 2000s, that the pop stations were just fucking killing it, man. They had some great fucking oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, I remember us swimming in the summertime and we would always have a radio blasting music on the deck. And, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. these are like the years of like Sugar Ray, you know, and oh. Oh. Hal Buckman. Whoa. And um... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. You know, I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like you get me with him. You get me with him <laughs> once every couple of episodes. <laughs> I do. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, but that era mm. of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have another thing that I've been thinking about a lot. Okay. And I need to talk to you about it. Mm. So in our recent Patreon bonus sode, we have our Patreons submit conversation topic starter topics to us. And we sort of start there and, and just go down a rabbit hole. And this month's was a fantastic question. Oh my God. That was so fun. Ah, oh, and they, asked, and we actually stayed on topic for maybe all of the episode, but we were asked what universe, if you could step into a universe, which one would you step into and what would you bring? And we talked about, oh, the heavy hitters. Of course, we talked Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and the land of Hyrule and and fucking, you know, other places. But there's one that I've been thinking about and I think deserves a mention. And I keep thinking what it would be like to step through the door into whatever universe Belinda Blinked takes place. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I can't. The the wild industry of pots and pans. Steals. Is it steals? Steals pots and pens. I can't stop thinking about it, Macy. I can't stop. Can we just revisit, though, how just convicted you were about the fact that the universe of Pokemon is just so dangerous you could never go here? <laughs> I can't. 
I can't know. Okay, I can't believe that you're disagreeing with me on this. Sure, in a town. Okay, I get what you're. But you can't control where you step through the door when the fucking portal portal opens. Yeah, but the deal was you got a Pokemon to take with you, so you get a Pokemon out of the deal. Pick a good one. Wait, who said that was a deal? That's why we. They just said, "What would you bring?" Yeah, a Pokemon. And I picked Squirtle. Macy, I'm fucked. Because Squirtle's a fucking lame ass. He's a, would you call him a fucking loser? I hate Squirtle. Piece of shit. Ugh. Oh, but anyway, I needed to uh, I needed to tell you how badly I've been um, wondering what it would be like to live in that universe of Belinda Blinked. So I'm glad that you now know that. And you also have to think about it. Dark half magic. Dark half of the year. Funny, not funny, but in a cosmic way, I saw over on, uh, maybe it was Facebook, somebody had posted, hey, can we do something that's not so specifically Halloween themed? I live in the Southern Hemisphere and I'm feeling kind of left out when everybody's all pumpkin spice bullshit this and Halloween and everything. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I immediately started doing research on dark half of the year magic. So I'm very sorry, Southern (laughs) Hemisphere. I have since in the past little while, I it's the gizzy half of the year for me. It is, this is the time of year that gizzy comes alive. And uh, so it's technically kind of the reverse of the dark half of the year, but it is the gizzy half of the year to where we have a gizzy that doesn't wish every day that we were dead. Maybe she just has like summertime seasonal depression. She gets so hot, dude. She gets so fucking hot. I understand what it's like to be a big lady in the South <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> but honestly, and if like, there's anything Gizzy is. Hair texture was pretty similar too. Like your like the thickness of your hair and Gizzy's <laughs> hair. Honestly. Like it's I just feel so bad for Thanks, her. Mom. Even on like a fucking 80 degree day, she's just laying stationary, not moving a yeah. single muscle for hours into a puddle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the dark half of the year when this begins is sort of up for interpretation i mean depending on how how you look at it i think very technically it starts when the nights begin to get longer than the days or the darkness begins to get longer than the lightness however some people sort of celebrate the beginning of the dark half on Samhain. some people do it on um the fall equinox And some people do like a straight slice through the wheel of the year where it's like Lytha through Yule is the light part. And then Yule through Lytha is the dark part. But however you look at it, we're looking at shorter days, longer nights. And I have a little bit of history here from learnreligions.com. 4,000 years ago, the ancient Egyptians took the time to celebrate the daily rebirth of Ra, the god of the sun. As their culture flourished and spread throughout Mesopotamia, other civilizations decided to get on in, wait, to get in on the sun welcoming action. They found that things went really well until the weather got cooler and then the crops began to die. Each year, this cycle of birth, death, and rebirth took place. And they began to realize that every year after a period of cold and darkness, the sun did, <clears throat> the sun did indeed return. Winter festivals were also common in Greece and Rome, as well as in the British Isles. When a new religion called Christianity popped up, The new hierarchy had troubles um, converting the pagans as uh, people didn't want to give up their old holidays. So churches were built on old pagan worship sites. They took pagan symbols. We all know how the Christianization of of paganism kind of came out about through the years. In some traditions today uh, of Wicca and paganism, the Yule celebration comes from the Celtic legend of the battle between the young Oak King and the Holly King. The Oak King represents the light of the new year. Every single year he tries to overthrow the old Holly King, who is the symbol of darkness. Uh, and in a lot of Wiccan rituals, popular Wiccan rituals, um, there there is like a little reenactment of this battle. But I remember that from the, I think, I believe it was the Yule episode. We've talked about it several Holly times. King. I know we yeah. talked about it in the Ostara episode, because I was just it's, listening it's to just, that one earlier. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to, to figure the... out the last day you were here, the last day that like we recorded in this room. How was it? And how did 
I really it's a good episode, which is funny because I have no recollection of it at all. Dude, you know what's weird? I was going back and I was listening to the uh, Samhain episode to get a little bit of information for what I'm going to talk about today. And A, as I've told you already, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought mm-hmm. we did good there. But B, not only did I forget like everything we talked about, but every once in a while, one of us would say something at a particular cadence or a tone of voice that I like mouthed along. I guess because it just burned itself into my brain, mm, like mm-hmm. listening to it so much. It was like I forgot everything, but at the same time, it's it's like hearing a song you haven't heard in twenty years. It was. Do uh, you have an episode that you just flat ass don't remember? I have no oh, recollection sure. at all to- of the topic of yarrow. I-, I could not remember it any less <laughs> if I tried. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um. I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember Yarrow. I'm sure if I had the list here of everything that we've done, I, I would flat ass not remember it. I know sometimes scrolling through our stuff to, um, you know, just find old pieces of information or whatever. I have to go like, did I talk about that? Or did Macy yeah, talk about uh-huh. that? And it's weird how you just don't remember. But yeah, yeah, we have talked about the Holly King v. Oak King, how every year they they meet up to kind of uh, bow up at each other and one of them kills the other one and then they go, okay, see you in six months and then they do it again, uh, except the other person wins out and it just goes on and on and on. So throughout many cultures and time periods, there are these symbolic, symbolic stories of gods and goddesses progressing to like a later stage in life or to even a death phase, such as the death of the oak or holly king, or even the mother becoming the crone. We're kind of backing away now from being able to harvest crops and being able to live off of our uh, cultivated land. And this is now what we refer to as the time of the hunter. And then, do you remember that? Do you remember? But then we kind of changed it into the time of the hunter, as in your husband, Hunter, because this is the time that he, like, comes alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, that's when he busts out, like, his flannels and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, exactly what you said. You're like, busts <laughs> out the flannels. And it's the time of the hunter. Um, so this is the time of the hunter that we're in right now. And hmm. basically, that is a very literal sense a lot of a lot of times, and especially the further back you go when it wasn't so easy to just you know, slam out to Walmart and pick up some fucking bacon or whatever. Um, it, it's about, it was, it was storage and forage, right? And you can still look at this time as a storage and forage little break in the year. And that could be super literal if you are a grower, if you make your own food and shit like that. But it's also a lot to do with your mental state, the state of your home, and just sort of um, a, a little bit of shadow work. Um yeah. Just, what'd you say? Maybe you should just do a little bit of shadow work. Just, just do a little bit of shadow work. Just do a little bit of shadow work. Merch. Shit! Just do a little bit of shadow work. That's oh shady. Oh my god. That is shady. Oh my god, you know what? We need like a really salty, like, mm-hmm. print. we need to figure out how to make that happen. That's a mm-hmm. good idea. I'd wear the shit out of that. Speaking of merch and things I'd wear this shit off, did I tell you I bought a fucking Unis Honest beanie? You did. Uh, you yeah. you you did, and it's okay because I bought a shirt. Did you? I'm so glad. Yeah. Which shirt? I got a shirt. Which shirt did you get? Uh, the Camp Unis Honest. The <gasps> Me too. You did. You did not. Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, we're gonna look so lame together. Oh my God, we're going to be adorable. Except you know what's even better, dude? I didn't get the black one because they were out of the black one. I got the you white one. Not. So you'll have the you black one not. and I'll have the white one. Yeah. Oh we're coming for their status. Oh my God. I feel like I've reached self-actualization in this moment. <laughs> we need to take pictures and just at Eve until he responds to us. Oh my God, he's such a... <laughs> cute I love him so much okay oh my god in addition to resting and working on yourself and working on your home this is the time for uh, preparation for the next season so we talked about you know you're putting away your tools and your fucking uh, tractors or whatever I don't know even though you're not using your fucking plows and things anymore they're put up and you are now focusing on their maintenance you're taking care of the things that take care of you I guess there's also a an idea that the dark half of the year is this super 
it's like the death of the earth. Some people refer to it as, uh, or it's this hella sad time. It's this awful time. And I, I understand that for a lot of people, it does get hard during this time. But I think that something can be gleaned from reshaping, reframing the way that you think about this part of year. Uh, and this is not me at all being like, you have seasonal depression. Just try not being depressed. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, it, it's just sometimes it can help instead of being like, oh, fuck, I got to put my head down and get through this to kind of look inward and think, what can I use this time for? You know, I silver lining that. and all that. It, it yeah. Severely. Like, I mean, just even last winter alone, just from me going into it being like, no, you're not going to fucking hate this the whole time. Helped yeah. tremendously. It, it's got its really good points. There's a lot of, of great things that happen in this time of the year. Uh, and I want to talk to you first. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to talk to you about some dark deities. Now, whenever you hear the term dark goddess or dark god, it does not horror movies and shit have fucked us up because we're like, yeah. oh, it's a dark, it's a dark goddess. Um, whereas that just sort of means it's a goddess who rules over the dark half of the year. Or maybe they work at night. Uh, you know, I think very much Galadriel would be a dark oh, goddess. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And a lot of this information on these uh, deities that I'm going to talk about is also from LearnReligions.com. There's a central theme through all of these of death, rebirth, sort of the the changing of times and the rolling of the wheel and everything. So the first one we have is Anubis. And he's the one who decides whether or not the deceased are even worthy to enter the realm of the dead. And of course, there's Persephone, but more so than Persephone, there's Demeter, her mother, who is strongly linked linked to the changing of the seasons. And she's connected to the image of the dark mother, as well as the dying of the fields. And I believe that it is through her grief for her daughter uh, being taken to the underworld. I would love to talk about Persephone sometime. Another one that I have always felt living in the back of my head, but never really, um, it's one of the first goddesses I was ever familiar with by name, Scotty. Scotty's the dark Norse goddess of winter. Just fucking bamf. I'm not even going into Scotty because we're going to do a goddess episode on her. Uh, there's Hecate, of course, who is associated with the moon, Cronehood, uh, and the underworld. There's Meng Po. And this is the Chinese goddess that appears as an old woman. It says here, she may look like your next door neighbor, but it's her job to make sure that all souls are to be reincarnated um, without remembering their previous time on earth. Mm. And it says here that she, she brews a special tea yeah. of forgetfulness. Yeah. Which is given to each soul before they return to the mortal realm. And I like this idea of, um, you know, you hear kids, you hear about these children who say things about past lives that they couldn't possibly know yeah. or things like that. I kind of like just being like, oh, well, maybe Mingpo didn't give them the tea, you know, or well, there oops. are people who remember that there are really? like reported cases. Yeah. Of people remembering that they skipped that, that they did not receive it. <laughs> How are you going to skip it? How are you going to just be like, no, thanks? I don't remember. Like, it was on an episode of Mysterious Universe. I listened to it a good long while ago, like over a year ago, I think. And But somehow they like tricked her or something like that hmm. and got through the line and maintained a lot of their memories. Because they describe her as such this uh, grandmotherly figure, I have this idea that she never wants to force you to drink it. She just sort of kind of guilts you into it. And yeah, just, like they, if I remember correctly, like you line up essentially on this like wooden bridge and pat, like after you drink it, you walk into like the woods that I think you go through to be reincarnated, yeah. but uh, they just got around the line somehow. But it sounds like, yeah, she just sits there with a ladle and, you know, one at a time, you drink the bridge. <laughs> I'm also, I'm kind of picturing when people like run marathons, you know, the people that are sitting there with like their little cardboard table covered <laughs> yeah. in like um, mouthwash glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Then, of course, there is, I would be remiss if I, did, if I did not mention Osiris. There's the Morrigan. And there is also Yama of Hindu culture. And this is all dark deities, nighttime deities, restful deities, death deities, however you want to look at it. Uh, and please remember that, like, death is not this horrible ass thing. It's not right. like when you pull the death card in tarot in a movie and they're like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. It's a incredibly i love pulling the death card i yeah, love pulling very, the death card i feel like it's good it, and uh uh what's the word i'm thinking of it just kind of means like it's time to transform a little bit reflect and yeah. like 
you know, out with the old in with the new, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a literal death in any way. Same thing with this. Now, the way you can look at this to make a little more sense in a modern, in a modern way is this is the time of year to release, to sort of examine what no longer serves you in your life and let it go. Releasing rituals, releasing anger, sadness, uh, provided that you have had the proper time to grieve, this is a good time to do it because you are not so uh, bogged down with daily tasks. You're not so bogged down with um, normally when it's not the year of trash, dumpster fire 2020, summer is a time when we're very socially busy. I think outside of the holidays, of course, Christmas and shit, you know, some you're always going out, you're doing shit, you're getting outside and going to fucking Schlitterbahn, I don't know, then it gets a little darker and you're, you're not seeing people as much. You know, you're staying home a little bit more, your schedule slows down, you can kind of breathe. So that's a good time to sit and go, okay, now what have I been doing recently that isn't working? Mm-hmm. And what have I been doing that has worked really well that I haven't, uh, you know, given over to completely? Healing is big and the dark part of the year. Resting your body, the healing of the earth, you know, very literally, especially if you are a um, gardener, you know, if you're a farmer. Uh, And then, of course, fixing of the devices used in the light days. So oiling up your tractor. Mm -hmm. Plow. I don't I I literally can't think of any other farm tool besides a tractor and a plow. A a tractor plow. A tractor plow. This is a time of rest and preparation, as we said before. But in this way, it can mean the literal resting of your Fatty. Take a break, dude. Fucking start going to bed a little earlier, maybe. Or work out your sleep schedule a little bit. Take time to meditate. Slide meditation into the rotation if you have not done that. One of my favorite things to do in the dark part is prepare what I'm going to do in the in the light part. Because I have found myself... That when the light part just jumps up and it's like, oh, it's fucking, it's Ostara now or whatever. I am like, oh my God, I have to start planting seeds soon. And I haven't even thought about it. And what am I going to do? And then I end up doing not really dick. But if you have all this time, you can make yourself a little journal and, you know, what you want to grow and all the things you want to do in this summer and get ready for it. Also, clean your house. Bless it and cleanse it. Cleaning your house and cleansing it are two separate things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cleaning your house is a much more, I I look at that as a more mundane activity. You're spritching shit with 409, getting up the, uh, the dust and the dirt, whereas a cleansing is more spiritual in nature. So that's when you're coming through with the, uh, (laughs) sorry, I was like, comes out with the French tickler. Oh my God. No, when you come out with the perfumes and incense and you Mm -hmm. cleanse your home. Also, check in with yourself and make sure that you're not... um, I I love relating everything to the the olden, the olden days. So if you were out in the field plowing, planting, and watering, and doing all this stuff in the wintertime, you would look like a fool, you know, because you're obviously, you're not going to have any yield from that. Mm-hmm. Check in with yourself and make sure what you're doing is not working during a fruitless time, if that makes any sense. If, if Are there things that you're doing in your life or maybe in relationships or whatever that you're doing that you're just fucking spinning your wheels about, but you're not getting any traction? Uh, put it on the back burner or maybe it's time to revisit how you've been approaching it. Everyone's moving inside right now, literally and metaphorically. You know, it's, it's a very inward facing time, focus caring on your body in good working order, just as you would that tractor plow that you definitely have at your home. You can add some fitness into your schedule. It doesn't have to be for any kind of body modification purposes, but you know, maybe some flexibility. Maybe you start with a couple of yoga poses. Yeah. I, the, the fitness person in me, like the fitness fan, I want to just really pounce on that. Like you don't really, I, I, you don't have to work out for physique. Like that's really not even what's important, you know, like, yeah, it's just about moving blood through your body and keeping your joints limber and keeping that lubricant still being produced. And, you know, just things like, I feel like so often fitness is like all about aesthetics and only, you know, it's like, no, it's just, yeah. Makes you feel a little better, you know, and it didn't even have to be fucking like crazy shit. Just, 
moving all of your parts so they stay lubricated. And also in caring for your body, you can eat seasonally right now. Uh, I love what they call mindful shopping. Which is also just good for the planet. Yeah, it it is good for the planet and it's good for uh, your wallet. You know, it's better to buy all these things. Dude, and it's so, you can tell the difference because right now pomegranates are coming in and oh baby, do I love a pomegranate. And you can tell, you know, like when you have a, um, you know, like when you have a, cob of corn in the winter you just go "Mm, that clearly isn't supposed to be happening and then you have a cob of corn in the summer yeah and you just it blows your dick off yeah Uh, especially if you get local shit like if you and sometimes it does it costs unfortunately it it costs more like unfortunately yeah do it yeah but like buying local shit especially if they're like from like I've really gotten into, and I found this farm near me and I'm super excited. They do like regenerative farming. Mm, And mm -hmm. so like they practice with like the CO2 drawdown and having like the fully sufficient farm that they run and whatnot. And just God damn it, the difference of like not only taste, but nutritional content and soil that's not dead. Oh yeah. Is unreal. And so especially if you just buy shit seasonally and locally as much as you can, it is more expensive, but God damn it, it is it's just better. It it really is. And I hate to be that person who's like, well, hey, you know, invest in your, because sometimes people, just, you can't, sometimes you just can't yeah, spend no, money on that. Sure. You have to go pick shit up from Walmart. But like, dude, if you can, it is a really good place to invest if you're looking to invest in uh, your healthcare and not even just in your health, just in your general happiness, dude. Did you ever see the episode of fucking um, King of the Hill where he starts buying all of his shit from the organic store? No, and he's like really Hank is like really embarrassed about it because it's like the hippie organic <laughs> store but it, everything just blows his mind <laughs> outside of your body you can care for your mind like I said you can throw some meditation at your you can slide in some meditation even if it's just five minutes even if it's five minutes guided meditation any kind of meditation that is over five minutes, five minutes or over actually, it is proven to strengthen that prefrontal cortex. And that is the part of your brain that is responsible for judgment and responsible for um, like our mindfulness in, so- in certain situations. So it will help with anxiety and uh, mindfulness is very important if you are somebody who... Um, if you are somebody who struggles with mental illness, I'm not saying meditation is a is a cure, but it can help, you know. Think about shadow work. Just do a little shadow work. Just do a little shadow work. And I, I'm not going to go into this because we've already talked so much about shadow work, but uh, it's good to confront yourself and it, it's very hard to do, but um, it needs to be done. Because do you, what happens when you don't do shadow work, dude? You, I, I think if you don't ever do shadow work, you just don't really experience any personal growth. Like... Yeah, I mean, it took me realizing that in my like late teens to early 20s that I was a bit of a fucking asshole for me to be like, oh, I'm never going to be that way again. You know, like if yeah. you don't reflect on your behavior in a non-biased way to where you don't just excuse your behavior, like you really look at it in an unflinching, unbiased way. If you don't do that, it's hard to be better than you currently are. Yeah, yeah. You get stuck. And also it comes with a little bit of self and um, I, I, not in self-importance, but maybe a little bit of um, blindness to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can be a little bit uh, aggravating, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I have divination. It's so strong right now. Talk to your, talk to your dead people. It's a good time to communicate. That's all I've got to say about that. Great. Macy, I have a... <laughs> No, I mean, really, because it's good for everybody who likes to to divine. If you're a seasoned. I mean, hell, I was called to do it. It woke me up. Yeah. You know, if you if it's something you do all the time, you're thriving right now because it's really easy. And and if you're somebody who already has sort of an easy time getting into that space of talking spirit right now, it's just another thing that you don't have to work as hard for. (laughs) And if you do have trouble getting into that space, it's a good time to do it now. It's it's like a little cheat, you know, slip slip in when it's thin. Um, I'm going to stop saying to slide things in. You really are about things sliding in and out. Mm. (laughs) To be 
fair, I don't think I've I've spoken about things sliding out just in. <laughs> uh, all right, I got a spell jar, and this is a healing spell jar. This can be healing from something particular. This can be a general healing. It's also maybe a little preventative if you know that you're going to need healing energy later on in the dark half. So you need get yourself a jar. I've chosen herbs that are specifically, they're curated for your healing. That's bay leaves. Typically in spell jars, you're going to write down your uh, motive, your end goal, your wish, whatever you want to phrase it as. And on a piece of paper, roll it up and stick it in your spell jar. Sometimes, not everybody does it that way, but um, it can be, it can make you feel like you're getting message across clearer. In this spell here, I have you do that, doing that on a bay leaf because uh, it brings that medicinal healing. If you remember when we talked about bay leaves, it was all about doctors and healings and hospitals and I think exorcisms. Uh, cinnamon sticks. It brings the warmth and it brings health and protection. Black pepper for the protective properties. Um, also, black pepper is something that I use in kitchen witchery all the time because A, yeah, I like too. to put black pepper in my food, but it's such a strong healer. Rosemary. This is going to stand for purification the purity of your intent going into the spell. Also, it can be a stand-in for anything you may not need, or you may need, sorry. Cayenne pepper is going to help remove hexes, and it's going to help remove blocks. A big part of healing is getting that shit out of the way. Sometimes I think when you are trying to heal, and you're trying to heal, and you can't really get there, I think you've like successfully hexed, your, hexed yourself a bit. Um, it's funny it, you say that because like my exorcism night, I put so much cayenne pepper in my uh, uh, like banishment. Did you? Blend. Yeah, my smoke blend. I like nice. it Did it burn your eyes when you smoked? It, uh, it. No, it didn't. Thank goodness. I was just thinking about that, though, that like I was so driven to make this mix that was going to be effective that I didn't really process the ramifications of if that happened. <laughs> Can you imagine you just can't live in your house for like a week because every time you walk in, your eyes just explode? <laughs> uh, other herbs you can use for their health properties are parsley, angelica root, blackberry, and lavender. Now, uh, there are two things that I thought can hold a, a double meaning here. There's nettle and sticker burrs. Now, whatever you call sticker burrs. We actually talked to somebody from New Jersey uh, during the Anahata's Purpose Festival where me and Mace were trying to talk about what stickers were and oh, she yeah, had and she no idea could not have been more confused by grass <laughs> and we were like, having stickers is is this not a thing all over the world so if you know what we're talking about you know when you step out into grass and then you get that really painful little fucker in your foot uh sticker burrs is what i call them or just stickers nettle and pine needles these are all things that hold healing properties but it's also good for protection because when you're doing healing, you need to do protection as well so that you're not just sort of healing in one ear and it's blowing out of the other end of the wind. You're, you're holding on to some of it and um, something nasty is not coming through and just sucking it up like a straw. Uh, but they're, you know, they're little spiky bitches, you know, your pine needles, sticker burrs and nettle. You could also use something like nails if you, that feels a little aggressive, but you could maybe tax or any other little pokey dude. Now you'll need some salt for good measure to kind of keep things clean and uh, purified. Rosemary, maybe mix that in a little bit as long as, uh, or, and also some kind of quartz crystal for the amplification. Now, if you want to direct it in a, in a certain way, if this is like a love healing spell or a healing heart spell for you, you might do a rose quartz. If you are doing like a, a healing uh, that's very spiritual and very uh, maybe kind of third eye centered. You might do an amethyst. Mm -hmm. However you want to do it, you throw some quartz in there. And I say quartz because the last thing that I want you to do is cover this in liquid. This could be just an oil that you maybe put some, I don't know, fucking glitter or something in. It could be water that oh. you put some, <laughs> that you put some purple dye into because purple is the, um, color correspondence for healing. And it could also be honey. And I think that that's what I'm going to be using myself, probably mixed with water so that it's not just a big ball of stick when I'm done with it. 
As you are putting your items into the jar, be sure to tell it what its job is. Quartz for amplification, rosemary for purification. Say it out loud, but also really try to project that feeling into the item that you're putting in. Top it off with your liquid. Seal it with a purple wax if you've got it. You could also use a white candle. Uh, you could also use a black candle for the protective nature. And then whenever you want to boost it, whenever you need to kind of awaken the energy that you've shoved into this jar spell, give it a little shake. And there you go. There's your jar spell. We have some of our Patreons popped off about what they do and what they um, like about the dark half of the year, what it means to them, and maybe a little inclusions into, of their practice. I picked five at random, rolled those electric dice, and we got Samantha M says, I love to give myself like 10 extra minutes of time in the morning just to enjoy the warmth of the blankets because that's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Becky says, embrace slowing down, steaming mugs of tea under piles of blankets Mm. good books eggnog with whiskey candles and twinkle lights i want to go to becky's house that sounds like a (laughs) lit time stephanie says i thrive in the dark half feel you girl i open the windows and i let the cold air cleanse the stagnant energy opening the blinds to watch the storms that energize me if the rain isn't too hard i leave the window cracked so i can hear it better Haley says, I like to dig into shadow work. There it is. Plan and just do a little shadow work. Plan and learn as much as possible. So when it comes to springtime, I'm ready to start moving forward with my goals with clarity and focus. And lastly, Emily says, nature is really important to me for both my practice and my mental health. So I'm still going for my daily walk in the morning, only instead of looking down at the plants, I'm looking up at the stars and gaining, gazing at the waning moon. Also getting out for walks on the weekends to enjoy the beauty of each season. And that's sort of the point I wanted to wrap up in mm-hmm. here is that if you are somebody who prefers the light half of the year, the summertime, the warm time, because of the life that is outside, I think it is necessary to sort of change the the view of how you look at nature during winter, yeah. that this is a part of it. You know, the death is a part of yeah. life. You can't have one without the other. Exactly. Yeah. And and as cheesy as it is, I guess all of this boils down to that one really simple thing of like, you don't, you can't have joy without the set. You can't have the light without the dark. Right. Mm -hmm. I guess that's literally what it was about. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Fucking Unis on us. Dude, I'm proud. I think I'm going to be about 60%. By the time the channel dies. And I, I feel like that's a valiant effort. I think for the time that you came in, I think it's beautiful. But the it chicken should. one made me lose my shit. I think that's the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's the same one. They they make up like this stupid and it has been in my head for days and I hate it. The sugar and pepper and a pepper and sugar and a sugar. Oh, yeah. I My real favorite thing. Is a big hot steaming bowl of review footage. And I, I got saw that one for you. a mile away. This is from Salamal. And it's called, listen to this, Mason. These lasses are great company. Lasses? We got called lasses. I fucking love it. They like start half the review in the title and then they finish it in the body. So it says, these lasses are great company, dot, dot, dot. And then the review says, and have taught me a lot, five stars. Oh, and I appreciate the way they built a story like that. Really drew us in. I can't wait to see you. I know. I know. I feel like the recording we're going to do is just going to be just manic and... Oh, yeah. I guess that's something we should talk about on. is... um. We're actually, we have it. We've got a treat for you. We're going to have next week, I guess, is going to be a recording that we do together in the flesh. That hasn't happened in an age. In 251 days. Fuck me. We just need to load up a plate full of empty saltines. <laughs> uh, saltines with just a little pepper and sugar and a sugar and pepper. Sugar and pepper. Do you think that uh, the beans like are going to be really glad when Unisonis dies? So we stop referencing it. And if they don't I, know what it is. 
I don't know. The the little bit that I've picked up just from the fandom is, uh, shows that it's a pretty tight-knit group. So the ones that know it are probably really happy about it. I can't wait till we get our shirts in and we can take a dorky picture. Oh my god, I know. I want to find a pair of those little <laughs> short black 70s shorts that they wore. <gasps> yes! Oh shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> end an episode i don't know how have we ever once in 122 episodes how have we ever ended an episode i don't think we ever technically have waba is actually one long ongoing conversation that we just turn the mic off for yeah it's actually just a timeline of its own (gasps) 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 okay well Listen here, uh, award-winning podcast with Boss signing out. Outstanding podcast of the year 